Welcome back to Basically Anxious, your favorite Zillennial podcast. We are back for another episode of Tea Time, and we are so excited. Um, We were trying to like compile a list of all the things that are going on in the pop culture world right now, and there's just so many things. So we just want to catch up with you guys and uh, talk about some tea. But before we do that, we are going to do our weekly recap as we always do. So tell us about your week, Shoshone. Thank you. Um, sorry, I just read your first bullet point and I can't wait to hear what this is about. Um, I can't wait to talk about it. I've been waiting. I don't even know what this you. means. So I'm excited. So, yeah, but you go first. Okay. I'll keep mine really brief. Um, not a lot to report. I went home last week, um, got back very recently and, um, it was a, interesting experience. Um, but it was good to be home. And I will just say like the main thing I have to point out about like going home is like, I knew this, but like now I just like so confirmed, like having been away from home for a little bit and then going back, like your pets are like Mm. literal therapy. I have, I've grown grown up around pets my entire life. Like I've lived my entire life up until I went to college with pets. Um, and I will say, it feels like weird even calling them pets because they're just like they're family members. But mm-hmm. um, they like when I was home over the past year and like really just like going through it, I really felt it. I was like, felt how therapeutic it was. But I was like, oh, maybe it's just because I'm like really going through it right now. And I just like need some sense of comfort. But, you know, I'm doing a little bit better now and stuff. And I went home and I was like, holy shit. Like, all I could do was, like, think about my pets. Like, when Mm -hmm. we would go out somewhere and then we were, like, coming home from dinner, I was just, like, get giddy about going home to see my animals. Like, it's just, oh, I I love them so much. And they're just everything good in the world. And they're so, so therapeutic. And I think I just had, like, such a huge realization when I was home, like, how therapeutic having an animal family member is. Um, Mm -hmm. And I really wish I had one. But. I don't think that's in the cards for me at this moment, but we'll see. Yeah, no, I'm still pushing for that to happen. I want you to have a cat so bad. You guys know how much I love Cece. He's my literal son. And I think about Cece at all hours of the day. And he is one of my best friends and my son. So yeah, yes, we love pets. I get it. I really do. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much all for me. Not a lot of updates, not going home for Thanksgiving. So I'll be in New York. Um, we're going to go try to see the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade from like the outskirts of the, because it it comes down really close to us. Um, but yeah, other than that, just ringing in the holidays and that's it. Hanging in there, hanging in there. It is so insane to me that next week is already Thanksgiving and Uh, yeah, like I, I'm like, I'm sorry. What? It's Um, so weird, but I'm loving it. My family is actually coming next week. So we're going to have like a joint Thanksgiving with my family and Lukey's family. So that's a first and that will be very fun. Um, but in more recent news, let's see, I have, I feel like I have a lot to say today. Um, first of all, my car was broken into in my parking garage. They smashed the entire front driver's side window. So currently working on getting that repaired. They didn't take anything. They just rummaged through everything and broke the window. So if anything, it's just more of an inconvenience and just super unfortunate. 
Um, but in positive news, Sam and Alyssa were here um, this past weekend, and it was like the first time that we'd all been together in a really long time. And it was really fun. Um, had just like a classic Seattle weekend. Obviously, Aww. it was raining, um, but it was just a very, very, very nice time. And it was nice to see like good, good friends. Um, and then this is the thing that I've been waiting to talk about. <laughs> I, Lukey's in the room now, and he's literally probably so sick of me talking about just this show and my little mini, like, Korean wave that I'm having right now. Um, But Korean wave is actually, like, a term that's used, like, basically just when you kind of, like, I'm going to actually look it up so I can read it to you because I don't want to say it, but it's just basically, like, when you go through a phase of, like, loving a certain, like, part of some culture, um... Yeah, so it means uh, Korean wave or K-wave, literally meaning is the increase in global popularity of South Korean culture, actually since the 1990s. But I'm having my own, like, little... Oh, my God! And um, ever since I, like, finished watching Squid Games, I've been, like, thinking about it a lot because I didn't really realize that that was, like, classified as, like, a K-drama. But I liked it so much, and I was like, oh, you know, like... I've just been thinking about it. I'm going to like just Google like on a whim, what are like the top K dramas that are like on Netflix right now? And I did. And I watched this one called Crash Landing on You. And it is like all I can think about. I have like a, like a show hangover after watching it. I'm like literally so in deep. Like I will like watch interviews of the cast before I go to bed. I will like look at videos of them. I will like rewatch scenes. But essentially, there's this K-drama, like I said, it's called Crash Landing on You. And essentially, it's about this very, very wealthy woman in South Korea and then this soldier in um, North Korea. Obviously, they end up, they meet, they end up falling in love. And it's just like the most beautiful story and the most beautiful show. And I'm so obsessed with it. And I am now um, making Luki Chang and my dad watch the show as well because I love it so much. Um, And then from there also too, I feel like I've kind of rekindled my like love and passion for BTS. So I've been listening to them a lot. I started a new K-drama finally. I wasn't emotionally ready after watching this previous one because I was like, oh, anything I watch is never going to be as good as what I just watched. Yeah. Um, But I've, I've moved on and I'm now watching a new one. So I just, I've really been loving that lately and it's been really fun. And I feel like if you have not seen it, you should give it a chance. It's really, really good. There's 16 episodes. Each episode feels like a little mini movie because it's literally like an hour and 20 minutes. Um, so you really get a lot of content packed into those episodes. Um, the only thing I'm nervous about is that, of course, Netflix now wants to do like an American remake of it, which is oh, so God. freaking annoying and like seriously rubs me the wrong way because I'm like, if anything, after Squid Games, I feel like we've all proved that like we can watch the show and read subtitles. Like, I don't understand why there needs to be like an American remake. And I feel like what makes this show so good is that it like dives into like the conflict between North and South Korea. And I don't really know how that would they we replicate have that? that in the US at all. So I'm like holding my breath and kind of hoping that that actually does not come to light. But 
anyways, that is my little, my little plug and I highly recommend it for anyone listening. (laughs) I was just watching, I was looking at the trailer. Um, I pulled it up on Netflix and first of all, yeah, the episodes are an hour, anywhere from like an hour and 11 minutes to hour and like 25 minutes. Every episode is that long. Yeah. That you're not kidding. It's like uh-huh. literally like holy no, shit. No, it literally is a mini movie, and so much happens in every episode. You're just like, oh. Um. So I didn't. Um. I didn't watch Squid Games because that's just like not my cup of tea. I do not like scary, like stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um. So I haven't really done the whole like caption thing, like watching it. You know, listening it to a different language and reading the subtitles. Um, I'm not a big subtitles person, but maybe I would try it with this show just because why not try something new? Um, it was from 2019, so pretty recent. Yeah. It looks really it cute. So cute. It's super cute. And the characters are like the two actors they're are so... dating in real life. And there's rumors that they're like about to get married. Oh, but I think what I like so much about this is like, you know, that I am like so guilty of like any show that I watch like I will always read ahead and look for spoilers like I'll read those little descriptions and I like need to know the thing with this is that like you can't do that because even like the wiki page that breaks down the episodes it's not like fully developed so I like literally couldn't like spoil it for myself and I was like I have to just actually watch it and calm down and fully immerse myself in it so anyways Love the Korean wave for you. That's so fun. How else are you going to expand your Korean wave? You've got the music, you've got the television, the movies. I know. I feel like I need to expand into like books now because I feel like most of the books that I've been reading like in relation to like my Asian culture have all been like primarily like Chinese people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. That's that's (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. I love that you even, how did you even know there was a term for it? Because I saw them say it in the show. And I was like, like, what is that? And then I was like, oh, that's what I'm going through, right? You're like, oh my God, uh, we're the same. We're the same. That's so Um, funny. Well, great. Wow. You have so much to report. Good and bad. Yeah, but that's all I have now. So we can get into the tea. So obviously there's so much happening right now. Like I, we were looking at our list of things trying to be like, is there anything else we should add? And I was like, there's genuinely so much we could talk about here. That's happening, you know, both positive and, you know, negative and fluffy and heavy. There's so much going on in the world right now. Um, so obviously one of the biggest things happening right now is our girl Taylor Swift and her Mm re-release of the Red album. Um, She was on Seth Meyers. She was on Jimmy Fallon. She was on SNL performing her All Too Well 10-minute version. She had her, what is it, director debut with the All Too Well short film with um, Dylan O'Brien and Sadie something. I don't remember her last name. And wow, there's so much to unpack here. Just, I will say like, there's so many different things here. A, just the re-release of like such an impactful, mm-hmm. incredibly well-done album. Um, they really just brings us back to our childhood. If you were Taylor Swift yes. fan back then, then there's also the just genius mind behind her and her team that created this whole environment, this whole scenario, this whole situation, everything about it. Then there's the Jake Gyllenhaal of it, and then there's the 
the way it has been discussed in media and the way that people are talking about it, especially on TikTok and mm-hmm. the, the Easter egg hunt that everybody's on and how extreme it's gotten. Um, yeah. Almost to the point where I saw some controversy starting to happen in, in on TikTok about it. So there's like so much to unpack here. I don't even... Where should we begin? We don't have to go far, too start? far into it, but... Um, I feel like let, let's just start with like the overall, like, I mean, I guess in general, like there's not that much we need to say about her actually like re-releasing the red album. Obviously we love incredible. it. Obviously it's amazing. It's incredible. I feel like we should talk more about like the controversy that you were talking about. Cause I don't think I've seen that. Okay. Um, and more of just like the overall sure. like phenomenon that like she and her team have created right. about the whole thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. Actually, before that, let's talk about SNL. Did you watch her performance? No, I have not watched. <laughs> Lynn, I'm so sorry. Have you watched the short film? You texted me about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I watched the short okay. film. I haven't watched the performance though. Um, that's okay. You should watch it when you get a chance though. Um, so well, first of all, I will just say that SNL was episode was so good. Um, the you should watch the whole thing if you haven't. Um, the guy who hosted it, I had never heard of before, but the skits were really good. And the skit that Taylor Swift was in was so fucking funny. I've watched it like five times. Um, anyways, beautiful performance on SNL, just so beautifully done. So authentic to Taylor. It was Mm -hmm. immaculate. And I will say like SNL is like, like known for just like no one sounds good when they perform on SNL. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's acoustics or like the mm-hmm. the like sound or what but i swear to god no one sounds good on snl and so i thought it was really bold of her to like do her like big performance of the song for the first time on snl i was like that's like really you're really confident in yourself mm-hmm. she sounded amazing i don't think it's the yeah. best she's ever sounded in her entire life i'm sure she was a little nervous performing it but she sounded so good and it was just it's such a brilliant song her interviews with um seth myers and jimmy fallon were really good she seemed like a little nervous but she never does interviews like ever. Mm-hmm. So um, it was a really big deal for her to do it again. I can't remember which, uh, which interview it was, but in one of her interviews, she um, basically admitted to this whole Easter egg hunt where she like mm-hmm. essentially was kind of like, I started it just for like pure entertainment for myself. Um, and then people caught on and just got so invested in it. And she was like, I'm not going to lie seeing the way people react to it just makes me want to keep going like, you know, farther and farther and farther in it and to see how far I can go with these Easter eggs to see people piece things together. And so Um, she basically admitted that she, she's doing all, like she's doing all this on purpose. She knows what she's doing. mm -hmm. And I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Album phenomenal. The, it's so funny. The, um, I don't know if you've listened to the full album with like the vault songs that she released for the first time that she wrote back then. They sound like they were done in the early like 2010s. Like it's so funny because they're yeah. they're fun and cute, but they sound like they were produced when Red was produced. Like yeah. they don't sound like music that would do well now. So mm-hmm. I thought it was bold of her to re- to release those for the first time. Uh, but they were fun and cute, and I'm glad she got to do that. I'm sure it was very therapeutic. So the controversy. So obviously taylor swift like really is just like the queen of easter egg it's like her brand now yeah it really is and listen i've been a swifty since her first album since her first album her country days um 
Like I'm an OG fan. I promise you, I'm not a fake fan. I'm an OG fan. I had every single CD she's ever come out with. Um, and I have never enjoyed this weird Easter egg hunt, like conspiracy theories, guessing game for her. I don't think I like that for any buddy I don't think I would give that a t- I, it could be Sean Mendes and I probably like wouldn't care like for some <laughs> reason I cannot get myself to give a shit about the TikToks about mm-hmm. all these theories about stuff this I'm is like-, like music to my ears I I'm with you I yeah. think they're to be quite honest I think it's a little bit annoying yeah and I just get like tired of it I'm like okay I get it but I'm just like I I'm like I'm just here for the music like I yes, also yes have had every single album of hers I've listened to her since day one her songs are like literally part of my teenage years like that's not yeah. gonna change but I don't need like a five minute TikTok of someone being like do you hear this one word that she said five years ago that she repeated today that yes. means we're gonna get this this and this and I think the one that irked me the most was that one she did that TikTok with Selena Gomez wearing that white sweater. Oh, and it was like the my. best one. And people were like, this is her confirming that Selena and Chris Evans are dating because he wore a white sweater that looks similar in Knives Out. I'm like, can we just all calm the fuck down? It like grinds my gears so much. And I feel like that is a very, we, maybe we should have talked about this last week because I feel like that is a very unpopular opinion. But oh, I'm just so like, true. I think we all just need to like, like, I, I don't know. I just like, I've never been for it. So I'm actually, I don't, don't think I knew that you felt that way either. So I'm loving hearing you say this. Yeah. Well, we've connected on another level now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, everybody can have their fun, but it's so not entertaining to me. I skip through all the mm. TikToks that are discussing the controversies. Like people will text me out about it and I'll just be like, yeah, like I, I just, I like, really Haha. don't. I yeah. love the music and I love the music for what it is. And I will say sometimes when you go down those rabbit holes so far, it can kind of ruin the music for you. Um, and I just want it to be what it is. I want to enjoy it for what it is and what it means to me. So getting into the controversy. So obviously with All Too Well, her like most iconic song ever, people have put together the pieces that it's about Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, mm-hmm. And... That's very interesting. Um, I was too young at the time to really like to understand, understand what, what was happening. Yeah. Right. And it all, it is all very interesting. And I think there's a lot to be said about the fact that a decade later, he's still dating very young women. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that gives a lot more credibility to the criticism about him and what Taylor said. I think Taylor is handling the conversation around him beautifully. And I kind of wish the people... Her fans were a little bit more gracious and um, Mm -hmm. cool about it. Yeah. Um, Because I think, you know, I I don't know, not to be like such a fucking Debbie Downer. Like we we talk so much shit and discuss so much drama. Like we're going to talk about the three like nosiest things about, you know, like celebrity breakups. But I'm just kind of like, I don't know, like there's humans like this is a real life story that actually happened. So basically I saw this TikTok was the first time someone had kind of said something that connected like I was like oh finally someone said it like this is how I feel Mm -hmm. it was this guy that was like hey guys like let's remember how fucking weird it is to read into a song speculating that a scarf is implying that she lost her virginity to this man at this location at this time and blah 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 blah. let's remember how fucking weird that is and I was like thank you fucking 
thank you for saying something like how weird it is to like this is a real life human that I know Taylor like feels so much larger than life but like there's Mm. a reason why she didn't explicitly say anything in her music and that's because there is an element of privacy that still needs to be present and the reason that Taylor is so private about her personal life is because people violate it so often so Mm -hmm. I just was like fucking thank you like let's it's yeah. here it's very likely that that is what she's implying is the red scarf equals her virginity whatever mm-hmm. I, I get it they did you know there's a music video with Blake Lively that um she directed and there's like a scene where she pops a cherry 100 that has to be her implying something there like I agree with that. I don't mm-hmm. think that's reading part too far into it but the speculation about it is just so fucking extreme like we need to remember this was a decade ago like a full mm-hmm. decade ago i also think that like the way that taylor directed her music video or sorry not music video her short film was very people are so biased but i think if you zoom out a little bit and pay attention to what you're watching you're watching a very young inexperienced girl who's over the top needy and not understanding of the world she lives in dating a guy that lives in a very different world and is, you know, nearly a decade older than her and has very different needs than her. Like both people are a little bit at fault for what was happening. Of course, there's the whole power dynamic, the manipulation, everything involved, the group, whatever you want to call it. There was a lot of other stuff playing out there, but like Taylor Swift directed this, this short film herself. She knew exactly what picture she was painting and she did not paint Sadie, whatever her name is, in a in a completely innocent light, as if she did no wrong and was a perfect human mm-hmm. who's never made a mistake in their life. So I think we need to like remember that Taylor is also kind of owning who she was in that relationship, and that like mm-hmm. obviously there was a lot of fucked up shit that happened. I'm sure, but like, anyways, I'm now I'm going off on a completely different tangent, but like I don't know. It's just I'm I'm a little bit done talking about it all, and I just want to enjoy the music, and people need to shut mm-hmm. the fuck up about Jake. Right, Joy. like I'm just like done reading into like every single little thing and every single little like image and every little like I'm just kind of over the easter eggs to be quite honest well, also it's like, <laughs> like the- I'm like can you just please keep re-recording your old albums and like putting them out and I will enjoy them because that's what I enjoy but okay here's my thing it's like I you just said everything that I was thinking like way more eloquently than I think I ever could have said but I also want to like point out like Yes, I think Taylor did a good job of like acknowledging like who she was at that time in her life and acknowledging like the faults of like, you know, when like you said, like when you are that young and like all of that. I also just feel like I struggle because it's like, I think, how can Taylor not be aware of like the kind of audience and the kind of fans that she has? So I think it's like, I worry that like when these things are put out there, that like, there are all these fans who are just so quick to be like Taylor's right, Taylor's right, Taylor's right, Taylor's right. That like, then they like come and start sending like death threats to Jake Gyllenhaal and Joe Jonas and every single one of her exes. And I think, I just think about how like upset Taylor was when all of the Kanye stuff went down, when like, she didn't get like, when he, you know, whatever it was that happened, like how he didn't get her consent and like using her name in a song or whatever. I'm like, you are, we're all Mm -hmm. aware of like you calling out literally every single one of your exes that you've had your entire career and you know, what kind of fans you have, you know, what kind of like 
Easter eggs you're putting out, you know, that there's like intention behind this. Like, how do you defend, I guess, like, I don't know, like the reputations of other people, not that they're in the right, but I'm just saying like, if you know, you have, I don't know, it's all a double-edged sword. And I know a lot of people will probably come with for me and don't agree with me, but I'm just like pointing out, like, I don't know. I've just thought about that a lot. And like when Alyssa and Sam were here, they were just like, has anyone checked on Jake Gyllenhaal today? And it's like, God, I hope that like they're working with his like PR or something or that like he was aware that he was about to be completely blasted by like the entire world. Like literally my dad's texting me being like, have you watched the video of Taylor and her, his relationship with the, or her relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal? And, and Alyssa and Sam were just like, yeah, like you have to assume that like they probably did and he is aware and he's just like happily in hiding. And I'm like, I don't know that that's true. Like, it's I not true. That's true. But I'm just like, you were so Shh. mad at Kanye about using your name in a song. And here we are. So I'm, I just, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm playing devil's advocate. And I know that people are no, probably okay. rolling their eyes at me listening to this, but I'm like, let's, let's just all like, I don't know, like you said, pull back, enjoy it for what it is. Stop looking for like every reason to like tear someone else down or like go like, I don't know. I just, I'm like, I'm exhausted and I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I'm like, let's just stop talking about it. So maybe we should just stop talking. I know. Because now I'm like annoyed. Okay. Well, now I have more to say. So unfortunately we're not okay. talking about okay. it. But okay. Okay. So ag- I agree with you. I agree with you. I think it's really important in your, you know, as a stan of any celebrity, you need to keep it in check a little bit. Like whoever you're like a massive fan is, is not an, is not a perfect person and does not mean they can do no wrong. Everybody that every celebrity you're in love with, even Chris Evans, Sean Mendes, they've done wrong. They've done wrong and they're not a perfect human and they make poor choices. And I think it's really important to remember that they're human and you don't have to be their like unwavering number one fan at all times of every day and like defend them till you die. Um, I agree with you. I think she has to have known what this is going to mean. Um, I think it's funny because now people are like uh, John Mayer, Joe Jonas. Like, I mean, there, it's just a, it's funny because everybody's like all of these re-released albums are resurfacing all of this shit that was dealt with a decade ago yeah. in those other albums. And it's tough. It's tough that people have to get dragged into it. You know, I see one side like she got dragged through hell and back, not being able to own her own music and being betrayed by so many people. And now she finally gets to do that. Like, I don't really think any of her re-releasing of her albums has to do with all of these men. The fans Mm. are making about it, about making it about the men, which is really unfortunate. Like, I'm really fucking tired of hearing about Jake Gyllenhaal when she's re-released this incredible album and like seven Mm. new songs. Like, come on. Like we got the all 12 yeah. 10 minute version that we thought didn't even exist for years. Like, yeah. oh my God. And, um, here's the thing though. She pretty much confirmed that Jake Gyllenhaal did not know about this because there was so, I don't know where this was done or said or interviewed or whatever, but someone asked her some question implying do the parties that are involved know what's happening or whatever. Like and her, basically her answer was, you know, I haven't really thought about how this would impact them at all kind of thing. Like that was pretty much her answer. Like see, she's like, I haven't kind of given them one thought at all during any of this. Yeah. See, and, like, and like flat out what she said. So they're not informed. Like no one knows anything. 
And here's the thing. I mean, again, you just said it so eloquently. Like, I feel like these are all things that happened like a decade ago that like the reason we all love her music so much is because these are all personal feelings that obviously she felt in that time, but that we all relate to and that like we understand. And that is the beauty of it. It's not the fact that like that was Joe Jonas. That was John Mayer. Yeah, that was Jake Gyllenhaal. So it's like very frustrating. And to hear like, I guess you basically just confirm that like she basically said that she didn't even think about how that would impact other people. That just like kind of rubs me the wrong way. Like, yeah, I get that they wronged you. And I don't think that anyone in this, like, I'm, I'm not sitting here being like Jake Gyllenhaal is right for what he did or whatever. No, yeah, yeah. I just, I just need like, I don't know. It just kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth, to be quite honest. And I'm just done talking about these people. I'm, I just want to enjoy the music. I'm ready for speak now. Um, that's all. (laughs) No, I agree with you. And I will, last thing I will just say, like, the Jake Gyllenhaal situation is tough because of the age difference. Like there's so much fault on his end and we don't know the yeah. half of what happened. We, we will never yeah. know the whole story of what happened. And if there was something very serious that took place between them, like it was really not okay. But like she dated also a lot of other guys who weren't like huge age gaps and like, they're all going to find reasons to shit on them. Like, I don't know, mm-hmm. but Joe Jonas and um, his wife, Sophie Turner, we're mm-hmm. at SNL the night she performed. I saw that. Which is kind yeah, of amazing. I, yeah. That's kind of amazing. That. That's the kind of shit we want. That's the kind of environment right. we need to be cultivating right. here. We need to be getting the fuck over the boyfriends and enjoying the music for what it is. And yes. like on that note. Um, yeah, that well, that was so heated. I'm glad we're on the same page. It's not really what I had planned to talk about in regards yeah, to Yeah, no. Page, but... Well, I'm glad that we're on the same page too. Um, so moving on to some really devastating blows of celeb breakups just very wait a sec i didn't realize that jacob and kaya broke up i got the news like 10 minutes before we started recording my (gasps) friend texted me yeah so shall we start with that one um we have three very notable breakups uh celebrate like very notable jacob and kaya gerber jacob alordi and kaya gerber i have no idea i haven't even seen anything on social media about it my friend just texted (gasps) me oh my god that is yeah. a big blow. I've seen him all over my TikTok. Like someone, he's on set for something and people keep set, like recording him. And there's this like really, this person he's always with. And so I was like, he was sent, kind of flirty with this person. So I was like, is he still dating his girl? Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Wow. That's really sad. I thought they were like end game. And they were also just like beautiful to look at. Together. I think all of these people <laughs> felt like end game. And here we are. Um, yeah. Oh Big. God. How old wow. is Kai Gerber? She was young, right? Isn't she 19? I'm going to look it up. I thought she's she was like, pretty young though. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's younger than I, I always expect her to be. Oh, she's 20. Dang. That's really sad. Um, this is fresh news to me. That hurts. Um, our second most notable um celeb breakup which truly hasn't been making enough buzz for how big this is yeah but sheva and ben from my unorthodox life um if you've watched the series you know who we're talking about these two got married when they were like 18 17 Mm -hmm. like very young crazy young but like has it even really been confirmed that they're not together anymore she posted on her instagram 
she posted like a little like basically just like we have decided to go our separate ways there's no hard feelings blah 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 like she posted it publicly so it I is feel like- for sure confirmed. wow i think i'm just so like holy thrown fuck because i feel like the way they portrayed it in the show like even though they had like overcome so much as like a young couple the way that it was portrayed in the show made it seem like they were very solid and like very like established in their like quote-unquote like new life now so I'm just like very confused um Um, also like he's so integrated into their life yeah what the fuck is he gonna do I don't know this feels like a specific Um, and like Courtney situation like he's like somehow never gonna leave their his like I also yeah. just like can't believe they're getting a divorce. Like everything about this is like really shocking, and like I don't understand how this is going to play out. Yeah. I really thought I they were like- end game, and I they were know. pretty much. They got married. So. I mean, yeah, they were married, and they like lived together in New York City, and were like very successful. And oh my god, what if he goes back a to reality show? I mean, honestly, I saw a bunch of comments of people being like you know, it always felt like Bacheva was like forcing her values on him. And like, he wasn't as comfortable with everything, but I mean, obviously we only know so much, but like, I don't know. It seems like people were hinting at like, Oh, like maybe he'll go back, but I don't know. His values were my wife's not allowed to wear pants. So I don't really give a shit about his values. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, just shocking. I feel like Bacheva is going to go off and like pop off and just blow up yeah. and go live the best life ever yeah but he's I also mean, like she a, already is yeah oh she's a full influencer now but i also feel like ben's like a total like fashion icon is like now super integrated into the world and like he yeah. has a lot of potential but i mean butcheva is like where it's at so i don't know yeah. it's gonna be really interesting it's very sad i don't quite understand why or how this is happening you know i don't think you should stay together for any reason but just mm-hmm. like, how the fuck is this going to go for their show? Like, yeah. Well, no, I think they really said that weird. he wasn't going to be on the show anymore. I think. Well, I saw yeah. That. All right. Let's move on to the the last the heartbreak. The, just this the, is a bomb. My, I, I'm, I'm still speechless to this day. I'm tearing up thinking about it. I'm kidding. I'm just yawned. But, um, <laughs> Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello, tell us how you feel. I feel like you feel a lot more strongly about this than I do. I just am like shocked again, as I am with all of these. (laughs) I think that this one, this might go down as one of the most shocking breakups in celebrity history. Genuinely. Mm -hmm. I know this is going to fuel a lot of fucking rumors. I don't want to hear them. If they're about either individual sexuality, I don't care to hear them. That's not the importance of this. Holy fucking shit. I never in a million years thought this was going to happen. Like genuinely had come to terms with the fact that like these two were end game. I've thought about Mm -hmm. it very often for years, years. I've thought about this for so, I've used so much brain brain power to think about them two together and like what this means for me. And like everything around it, I was like, (laughs) man, like there was like rumors of them getting engaged like a little while back. And I was like, no way. Like they wouldn't go that fast. And I was like, you know, like their love story, like as much as I, you know, have my own opinions about whatever. And I'm like in love with Sean, like their love story was just so fucking magical and so wonderful. And so I'm just kind of like, I kind of can't believe this. And I'm like, they just did Halloween together. They performed yeah. at Global Citizen Live as a couple. They went they to the, the Met Gala. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
his whole last album was a love letter to her, which was released in the summer. Like, yeah, like his whole album was a love letter to her, like Mm -hmm. in very, very, very explicit detail and like very clearly about her. They've integrated their careers so tightly together. Yeah. Which was, everybody was kind of like, that's not a great idea. Um, mm-hmm. I just have like no fucking clue what this means, where they go from here. Are they going to get back together? Who fucking knows? Like, I'm yeah. genuinely speechless. I actually, like, I know there were so many rumors about them just doing it for, you know, publicity. I think those kind of, you know, waned off a little bit over the past, you know, COVID oh, time or whatever. Definitely. So I think people, once they got over that hump, they were kind of like, oh, maybe they're like end game, actually. I think everybody kind of just like came to this like realization that they're just, that was it. Like Mila and Sean, yeah. like they were a duo. And now right. I'm like, what the fuck? It is actually, a, a part of me is very sad for them. Uh-huh. Mainly probably because I think Camila broke it off with Sean. And his probably his heart, his little heart's probably broken. Um, I just like think that like they probably both love so hard and so fast that like I can't imagine like what they're feeling right now. Like, and they they present it as like we're still friends or whatever, but it's like when you love that hard and like think that's your person forever and you end things, like for a while you're not going to be friends. And so I'm just kind of like, what Mm -hmm. why now? What happened? happened? Like Mm Maybe it's because no, I know it's very so many questions and I don't want to be nosy or mean or anything, but I think this is just like aggressively shocking. Like I, I'm still speechless. No, it is. is. No, it is. I completely agree. I just, I, I don't know. What do we know? What do we really know? You know, apparently fucking nothing because the way that all these celebrities present themselves to the world is just Uh entirely inaccurate, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I think is- it's interesting with like all of these, like these are like three couples that like, I don't think there was like even like a hint of a rumor of them yeah. like ever breaking up. Yes. Whereas like, I know we said we weren't going to talk about this, but Madeline Klein and Chase Stokes, like there'd been a lot of speculation. And I feel like right, even like right, I right. had the thought of like, oh, like they haven't posted together in a while or whatever. Um, like that kind of like we saw that coming. This, like all three of these, especially Sean and Camilla are just like, so abrupt and i it's gonna take me like i'm gonna wake up like every morning and be like are they really are they really not together like i felt like i was being fucking pranked by someone uh-huh. like i had multiple people text me about it including you and i was like yeah i just like was like someone's pranking me like someone yeah. personally decided <laughs> this was the prank for shoshone like i genuinely yeah. like in my brain like does not cannot compute what's happening right now I'm go- about to go really deep into my Sean fangirling phase again. Um, and not that it ever really went away. I think more so I just was like mm-hmm. chilling out because like they were yeah. so chill or whatever. But like, yeah. if they don't you get would come to-, to terms with the fact that like that yes. was his girl and you were a good right. fan and we're going to be supportive of us. Supportive I-, I was. <laughs> right. But I will say like his next album is going to be probably will be good. one of the best album he's ever released. Like, not just shit on his current music, but like this this love letter album was good, not great. His other albums were much much better. The one previous to this was significantly better. This mm-hmm. one had like no hits, like no one's talking about it. Like yeah. not a single song has I- gone viral on TikTok. Like I only his like old songs go viral. Like it, uh, something happened with this album and it totally flops. Which I is feel sad. like it just like was not promoted well. Agree. Yeah. Uh, absolutely agree um i think camila's holding on to probably like a whole fucking album 
her album she released right around the oh, pandemic sure. was so good like i genuinely i would have gone to see mm-hmm. her concert just to see that album it was so fucking good um so i think her album will be amazing like the music coming out of this breakup is going to be insane and i hate oh, to be that sure. person that's like what do i get out of this but like mm-hmm. they're gonna go write fucking masterpieces let's talk about a couple that is confirmed together as of today wait what they, it was confirmed. I just saw like five about it. I don't know. It was confirmed, by TikTok. Though. By TikTok. By the five TikToks I just saw. Wait, shut the fuck up! I thought it was total rumors, and they were just playing along because it was funny. No, I think it's confirmed now. No, I don't like that. E news. Am I wrong? Officially dating. Oh, 48, yeah, 45 minutes ago. E news. A source close to Kim tells E news that the forty-one-year-old reality star and twenty-eight-year-old Saturday Night Live comedian are officially dating. They're really happy and seeing where it goes. Pete told her he doesn't want to see anyone else, the source says, noting Kim apparently feels the same. She's telling some people that they aren't serious, but she isn't seeing anyone else, and she's trying to not make a big deal about it, but is super into him. Though the mother of four is trying to keep low-key, the insider says Kim is smitten over him and is very exciting, and it's very exciting to her. Apparently, the beauty mogul feels giddy around the King of, St- King of Staten Island star, with the short source sharing, he makes her laugh the entire time they're together and she's completely enthralled by him. I don't like this. I'm not in support of this. I don't think it'll last. I love that they're just happy together and like enjoying it and like whatever. But like Pete's like going to be North and West stepdad. Like, no, like in no world is that happening. No. Like moving on. Um, Let's talk about movies. The, the latest flicks. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> the blockbusters. The blockbusters. I feel what like the fuck that I haven't heard that. that. I was like trying no, to the say it. Right? I was like, I don't know. Blockbusters but, also doesn't sound right. That's so funny. I know. I feel like blockbusters is big like movies. more. Yeah, big movies. Anyways, so we've got Shang-Chi, Eternals, and Dune. And Love Hard. I have not seen Dune. Oh, and Love Hard. Yes. I don't know if that's a blockbuster. <laughs> Well, it's a movie, whatever. They get to, get to go in the category. I haven't watched it yet. Yes. But. I watched it on the night it came out. I wasn't planning on it. I just saw it and I was like, that is exactly what I want right now. And it was so cute. I loved it. It had the guy from um, Never Have I Ever, the guy who plays Paxton. He's in it. He's one of the leads. And then one of the guys from Crazy Rich Asians and then Nina, Nina Dobrev. And it was just like such a cute, feel good holiday movie. It was just like your classic, like Netflix trash holiday movie. Although I feel like it wasn't like as trashy as it could have been. Like it definitely wasn't the princess switch, but it was like, it was like a little above that. Right. Right. Um, but it was super cute. And I think everyone should watch it. And I love that. Like the lead is an Asian man. And I just think it's really cute. And I enjoyed it. So I haven't watched it, but I've watched the trailer um, and mm. it's fucking genius. I will just say it, even if the movie was a total flop, at least someone mm-hmm. came up with an entirely new and fresh plot line yes. for a movie. When I was watching mm-hmm. the trailer, I was like, I have like, I've never seen a movie with this plot line, not even remotely. Yeah. Like it was yeah. so good. It was so cute. Um, yeah. I, I love how they casted it. Anyways. Anyways. Great movie. Please watch it. Shosh. Okay, well, we'll do. It's downloaded on my phone. I just have to watch it. We kind of talked about Dune last time, but have you watched it? So I watched it when I was at home with my family on HBO Max. So you have not watched it? No. 
I haven't. I don't think it's, I don't know if it's your cup of tea. But I like, haven't watched it because I don't think that it is my cup of tea. So I just like haven't, like, I think I'll have a moment where I'm like, I should watch this. It's maybe one of the best movies I've seen in years. Like it's. Wow. I, I mean, that's the kind of movie like you really would want to see on a big screen. I was sitting oh, for there sure. for two hours and 35 minutes glued to the screen. Like, wow. and I have a very short attention span and like, uh-huh. I, it, I mean, we could be watching the best movie ever made and I would still like get distracted and stuff I was just like and it has nothing to do with like Timothy Chalamet or like Zendaya or whatever like it it was just brilliantly done and I Mm -hmm. didn't know the plot at all so I will say if you go into it like it takes a second to figure out what the fuck's happening and who the fuck these people are and like who's what Mm -hmm. tribe and whatever Um, but it's so good you just like I I recommend you watch it, but like you have to be in like a major movie mood. Like you got to do the okay. whole experience, like make it a whole thing. Like yeah, get the snacks, like put your phone away, like turn off the lights, like mm-hmm. blast the volume. Like you've got to like really do it. Okay, to, like, okay, really experience it, but like or like just go to the movie theaters. But um, so flipping good, and I'm it, the whole. I will say the whole first movie is just setting you up. It's just literally mm-hmm. setting the scene for the rest of the complete, the whole storyline, which makes sense why Zendaya wasn't in it that much. Yeah. But, oh my God. For a mo- for a book that's like notoriously hard to follow and read and understand and digest, yeah. they turn like it's, it feels as if they create or they took a very complicated plot and, and simplified it to the best they could for a movie without losing yeah. a lot. I also have never which read the like book. Very, but... very. Um, I feel like that's very hard to do. So, like the fact that you are like saying that, I feel like it's pretty huge. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never read the book, so I guess I can't really like, speak mm-hmm. for like the people who've read it. Yeah. But I was, I was blown away. Like, I, I it mean, almost made me want to read the book. I'm not going to, but yeah, it's it's so good. It's one of those movies that like I would want to watch again. My mom and my brother have watched it twice. My brother's watched uh-huh. it probably like three times. And he's like, yeah. every time you watch it, you catch on to something new. And it's like wow. a different experience because you know the way the first movie is going to end. So it's just like yeah. the whole thing is like, there's definitely parts I had to pause and like talk to my parents, be like, what's happening? But mm-hmm. you have never watched Star Wars, right? I've seen some of them, but I've never watched them like through and through. I will say as I'm watching this movie, I'm sitting, all I'm sitting here thinking is like, this is Star Wars. Like this is straight up. This is just a, a remake of Star Wars. Like obviously there's very different elements to it and it's a completely different mm-hmm. plot line, but like, well, not really completely different, but it's a different plot line. Um, and I was just like, this just feels like a re- better remake of Star Wars. Like this is, this is Star Wars. And it's so funny because my brother told me that this book was written before any of the Star Wars, any mm. of that was made. It, That's the wild. Star Wars sto- the Star Wars world was literally c- inspired by Dune. So That's everything crazy. you're watching in Dune was in, inspired the Star Wars like world. So wow. that's what's interesting to, to watch it. And it's just like, wow, it finally it's getting produced in the way that mm-hmm. it was meant to. Because obviously they did make the movie, but it was, you know, way, way, way yeah. long ago. Way, 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 way back. Um, yeah. And it just didn't hold up. And it's it's cool that they're getting their moment now, given that they were like the OG version of this and you know and I, I respect that as I'm watching and I'm not like Star Wars is better or whatever like they're two separate things but yeah it's very interesting if you've watched the Star Wars movies like you I'm sure you had the same reaction to me but yeah it's uh-huh. interesting. sorry that was a total yeah. rant 
No, no, I love it. I mean, I feel like my dad would say the same. He's he was here and he was like, Yeah, I've already watched it twice. And like he loved the book. So like mm, yeah. I feel like that is a, a testament to yeah. how good of a job they did. So I will watch it. I think it's like you said, I just need to be like in the movie going mindset. Yes. Um, and I will get there and I will have my moment the same way I did when I decided to watch Love Hard and I will watch Dune. <laughs> Appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. Yes. Um, let's talk about Eternals. I went to see that in the movie theater and I know that like everyone on TikTok that I've seen has been like obsessed with it. And I've seen people post on Instagram too being like, this is the best movie ever. And I did not like it I thought like it was beautiful because it's like a Marvel movie you know and like obviously the production is insane and everyone looks beautiful and everyone's doing their thing but like the actual storyline like the way it was executed was so just like choppy that like I kept because I went to see it with my dad and I just kept looking at him and I was like wait, how did we get from here to here? Wait, what's going on? And it was like, they just tried to do like so much that it just like, you couldn't like fully like invest yourself in like the story because it was just so all over the place. And like, I understand that like the point is that there are so many Eternals. So you like want to be connected to all of their stories, but you can't because there's so many of them. And then like the way the movie executed it made that even like harder. Do you know what I mean? But I know that like a lot of people really did love it and I see why they loved it. I think it just didn't like. But that's what's funny. I've only (laughs) seen criticism about it. Really? Yeah. I mean, I follow a lot of Marvel pages that like their Mm -hmm. whole gig is like breaking down these movies and stuff and they have a lot of critique but I've also just seen like regular people posting about it and they all said like everyone that I'm seeing is pretty much saying the same thing as you like loved it and appreciated it validating like not great like yeah yeah. loved it for what it was but not great very validating to me because I all I've seen is people being like it was so beautiful it was so amazing and I was like yeah that's how I felt about Shang-Chi yeah. Not about this. And I also wonder too, if like maybe I'd seen like Shang-Chi and Eternals like more like spread apart if I like mm. wasn't comparing them as much, if I would think differently. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So a lot um, going on in the Marvel world and Harry Styles is joining it. So I don't like that. Up. Yeah. Let's not get started on that. I hate that. I hate it. Um, all right, guys. Well, that concludes today's tea episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We definitely got deep with Taylor Swift. I feel like way deeper than we were expecting to. Agreed. Um, but make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at basically anxious pod. So you never miss when we upload a new episode. Um, but until next week, we will talk to you guys all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.